Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have a great guest today, Mark Ross Smith, who is a global leader in the loyalty world. He works a lot with airlines and hotels. We're going to learn everything we can about loyalty programs and how airlines are doing what they do to woo you to want to fly with them. And let me tell you, even if you don't work for an airline, don't own an airline, this is an episode you do not want to miss because there are lots of parallels that we can make between that loyalty program that gives us points and perks and any other type of loyalty program or incentive that we have for our customers to come back. Now, before we get into our program, I want to thank our sponsor, Text Expander, which is a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing. Uh, and it's a wonderful productivity tool. Uh, Cindy in my office, and I mentioned this a few times over the last few weeks, she keeps telling me week after week, this is great. I'm saving hours of time. Wow. Hours of time. I love that. So we'll learn more about that at the break. Before we get into the interview, let me share with you a couple of quick announcements. And they are, if you've listen to the show, you know what they are. But for those that haven't, if you've got a question or if you've got a story you want to share with me, go to any of the social media channels. I'm there. I'm pretty much everywhere. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I will answer the question there in the social channel on this show, in my newsletter, or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And episodes can be found on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Roku, and you can go to BeAmazing.tv. That's BeAmazing.tv. All right, let's jump into the interview. Mark, welcome to the show. Jeff, it's a pleasure to be with you here today. Well, I'm excited because we're going to talk about a topic that I love to talk about, and that is customer loyalty. And specifically, what gets me excited is that you come from the hospitality, I would say specifically the airline industry. And if it, I don't know who invented loyalty programs, but I would say probably the airlines are best known for having great loyalty programs, or I guess some airlines may not have such great loyalty programs, but uh, I love what they're doing. The goal being, let's get somebody to fly on us. Let's reward them with some points or miles, as they used to be called. And maybe they still are in some programs. And when they hit a certain number, we give them a free ticket or we give them a perk or whatever. So uh, let's jump right into it. First of all, you are Mr. Loyalty. That is like what people, some people refer to you as. And you're the CEO and co-founder of Loyalty Data. And uh, your focus is on the airline industry. So let's talk about what your definition of loyalty is, what it looks like, and what a good loyalty program is. That's a big, wide open question, by the way. That was about eight questions right there. Um, good. I'll, I'm I'll just going to sit back and let you talk for the next 20, 25 minutes, and then we'll just wrap it up. How's that? <laughs> that sounds good. Um, all right. Chris, part one to that of eight here. Well, um, let's start there. Tell us about your company real quickly. 
Yeah, so Lord's Day to go status match is our primary product, which is in the airline hotel world. Is you know, if you've got gold, silver, platinum status with an airline or hotel, we will help you get the equivalent value status with a competing airline or hotel, right? So people that have gold or platinum status uh, in airline world are in the top five percent of travelers globally. These people are responsible for about forty percent of airline revenue, right? So as a group, they're the most valuable customers an airline can possibly have. Um, they spend more, they fly more frequently. They're typically in first class or a high yield sort of pre-economy cabin. Uh, they just spend the right type of money, right? And so airlines, funny enough, want more of these customers. So we help them get them. Um, it's pretty effective. And you know, to your point on, uh, and I don't, airlines didn't invent loyalty. It, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I saw a quote that loyalty programs started like in ancient Egypt and like the... <laughs> 1200. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen this somewhere. I've seen that. I'll have to dig it up for your show notes, but it, it, it started quite a long time ago. Um, it, you know, American Airlines really started airline loyalty in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's progressed to three or 84 is when it started. It's about the time I came into the world a long time yeah. ago. Uh, and it, it was a way to create stickiness right because you know deregulation all this kind of stuff and you know more competition in the market and like how do we keep people flying us versus other airlines so it was all about you know fly x times get a free flight kind of thing and um and that worked really well and then you know in the sort of mid late 90s is when airline loyalty programs started to evolve and they they split into two functions effectively. And that's what we, we see today. And one function is the customer experience slash customer recognition part of it. So that's the priority check-in, the priority boarding, the free bags, the maybe the upgrade, the welcome back, sir, you're one of our most frequent flyers. It's, it's, it's the soft part of it. And then the second function is arguably maybe more interesting these days is the business of loyalty. And this is primarily the airline selling a virtual currency like points and miles to third parties like banks for a profit, right? So, and everyone's seen the credit cards, right? Or you've been on a plane and they've tried, they're trying to sell you the credit card. Every product, right? flight. And it's really, I think, I, I, why is it they have to spend five minutes telling me about this great deal? Um, I kind of feel like it's, I, you know, I, it's like in the middle of the movie, they stop to give me a commercial. You kind, of, you kind of feel like you want to pay extra to avoid that ad on the plane, you know? <laughs> Maybe yeah, they will. YouTube like, hey, allows we don't you give them any ideas, to opt yeah. out of the ads by paying for a, a high, you know, a monthly fee. Can I opt out of hearing the flight attendant talk about that uh, that credit card? Which, by the way, I already have. <laughs> hey, is that, so those credit cards, they make the airlines collectively billions and billions of dollars really? to the point where these airline loyalty programs as a standalone business wait for it, are worth more than the airline itself. Seriously? Yeah. So that's why that's why they're, they're flogging these things on every flight and in the terminals and every in the magazines, everywhere they possibly can because they're making, they're basically selling miles to banks, right? So you spend on your credit card, you earn, you know, 100 miles that transaction, the bank is paying the airline for those 100 miles to put into your account. And there's a margin on those miles, right? So American Airlines disclosed in, I think it was 2020, 2021, their uh, gross margin was about 70% on miles, 50% net margin, 70% gross, exactly. Wow. So 
what that means is they've got a higher margin on selling points and miles than they do on selling you an airline ticket, right? So if you think, you know, if you're on a $200 flight from New York to Miami kind of thing, like what's the margin realistically on that ticket? You know, a few percent maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, you get the credit card and you just put your monthly, just your normal expenses, you know, a couple thousand bucks on it, right? They make more money out of that than, than you flying, right? So in some ways, the question now becomes, do airlines want you to fly or they just want you to get the credit card and not fly? Because there is a situation where, let's say, I know you're a big time frequent flyer, right? So you might, you're spending, I don't know, a lot of money, right? Six figures a year in first class, you're a great customer, right? So that's one hand. And you've got John over here on the other hand, he doesn't fly at all, right? But he's got 100,000 bucks of business transactions going through his credit card every month, right? But he doesn't fly. If you to put you two side by side, John may be more valuable to the airline than you are, even though you're the one wow. flying, flying you know, wow. all these sectors around the world. And so that's why they're, they're pushing these credit cards because they're, it's, it's high margin revenue. Basically, it's a different type of revenue and the markets value that type of revenue differently to they value airline ticket sale revenue. Wow. Well, let's get into the actual loyalty of it all. Uh, Our research this year shows that 69% of customers, specifically American customers, I realize you're, by the way, that accent for everybody wondering is from Australia. However, currently uh, Mark resides in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur. So, uh, but in America, 69% of American customers, when it comes to giving a company repeat business, a loyalty program is important to them. Uh, versus just 8% that say it's not, 23% don't care. So like, I'll take it, I'll leave it. If I get points, I get, don't get points. But let's talk about loyalty programs. And I know this is, uh, I believe that a true loyalty program is not about points and perks. It's about getting somebody to come to you regardless of the points and perks. A traditional loyalty program is really a marketing program. What we're talking about, where an airline's willing to give me a prize for spending a lot of money or flying a bunch of flights is it's by the way, I'm not knocking that. Okay. Just right up front. I love both of them. They, but they each serve their purpose, but one I think is true loyalty. And the other one is a marketing program. It's like, you give me a punch card. If I go to a restaurant and I have, you know, the fifth punch means I get a free meal. Okay. Um, is that a loyalty program or is that a 20% discount program? They're both effective though. Oh, like both very effective. That's my point. Is they're both effective. Uh, you're rewarding me for spending money with you, or you're rewarding me for flying on your airline, for staying in your hotel, whatever. And when I spend enough money, you're going to give me something in return. And if you spread that out over all the money that I've spent, it could equal to a nice little 10, 15, 20% uh, discount, if you will. And that's, that's the way I look at these things anyway. And I think... Um, many people, they're so loyal to their airline that they're willing, like, and I am too. I'm an American Airlines guy. I love my American Airlines status and the way they treat me. They've been really, really good to me over the years. And I will, and I, I can have an option of flying on a different airline from St. Louis to Las Vegas nonstop. But almost every time I'll fly through Phoenix or Dallas to get there and stay on American Airlines. Price is about the same, little inconvenient, but they show me the love. That's what a true loyalty proposition. So it'd be a two-way street, right? You're showing them the love through 
transacting and being loyal when you don't need to be, right? Because you've got alternatives that are easier, perhaps cheaper at times, but your brand law. So I think the loyalty program is working for you and for the airline in this case, because yep. they're keeping you loyal uh, when you've got other options. Um, I mean, that you know, if you're looking at ROI and how to measure loyalty statistic, that that's what you'd be looking at, right? That, mm-hmm. Is this achieving the goal? Is this creating incremental revenue that otherwise wouldn't exist, which is one way to, to look at it, that, that sort of delta increase? Or is it... Um, By the way, uh, delta it, increase, no pun intended. <laughs> exactly. Delta airlines versus the, the gap, <laughs> the delta. <laughs> exactly. And so I think loyalty programs shouldn't be designed for everyone. I think this is an important point here, right? If if it worked for 100% of the market, it wouldn't be effective. Therefore, it's got to work really well for a certain group and then kind of well for a slightly larger group. So in airline world, it works really well for people that are, you know, business travelers or people that have status with an airline, right? Because really, the, the, the benefits are sort of amplified at that, that top end. And funny enough, people that have money have the ability to spend even more, right? Uh, and, you know, share of wallet is something that airlines talk about a lot. Like how, how much of what percentage of your business is American Airlines getting, right? Presumably 100% right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you're very loyal and very valuable to them. Whereas, you know, your friend John over here who spends $10 million a year flying, right? But he... Um, uh, only has 50% of his flights with American Airlines, he's actually less loyal to the airline than you are, even though he's seen as more valuable. Right. Right. So there's actually, there's more headroom that there's more that the airline could, could capture out of him because they're only capturing 50%. And so that's, this is kind of one of the metrics that airlines look at is this share of wallet. And, you know, at the upper end of the scale, it's just, it's easy to move the needle when there's more money involved, right? Versus, you know, Julie over here is doing one, two flights a year to visit grandma kind of thing. Like it's not going to shift it too much. There's a few hundred dollars. Whereas at the other end, it's, you're talking hundreds but, of thousands. But that's of the dollars. difference in the status levels too. You've got all your different levels and there's different ways people are hitting them. And some people are hitting them because they fly a lot. Some people are hitting because they spend a lot of money on the credit card, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, some are truly loyal, but they don't fly a lot, but they wouldn't fly any other airline. I think we've got to give them some credit as well. And then, uh, you know, I think I'm one of those guys, I, I spend a pretty good amount of money and I tend to stay on the same airline. I seldom deviate. There has to be a pretty good reason why I would do that. Hey, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to continue this conversation. And I I do want to talk about the difference between true loyalty. Like if what would, I want you to ponder this question. If the airlines, the hotels, or any company that has a loyalty program that feels that it's attracting their customers, if they were to eliminate the prize, the perks, would people still fly on that airline? Are they being treated well enough to do so? Because to me, that's a, a true definition of what I think real loyalty is. It's, it, it isn't about the points and the perks. It's about the people and the way they treat me. Uh, so think about that. We'll be right back. We're talking with Mark Rossmith, who is Mr. Loyalty. Can't wait. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Let's talk about Text Expander, a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes. Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. 
Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. And it's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers the snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Mark Rossmith. If you want to learn more about what Mark does, go to statusmatch.com, statusmatch.com. If you're interested in seeing how your loyalty in one airline might transfer over to another or in a hotel, might be worth checking out. All right, Mark. Um we were talking a little bit about the difference between what I would call the marketing program of loyalty and the idea of true loyalty. And uh, sure, we wanted we want to create incentives for people to come and fly on our airlines or do business with us. And by the way, we keep talking about the airlines. Anybody that has a loyalty program, just substitute what you do and the industry you're in. When I say airline, put whatever you do in that slot. And I think you'll find that a lot of this information applies to you as well. So Mark, any further thoughts on the idea between, uh, and I believe you use the word manufactured loyalty, which is points and miles versus uh, um, what would you call it? The true loyalty or um, emotionally connected loyalty? <laughs> Let's call it the Shep loyalty. The, the, the Shep loyalty. Almost blind loyalty. You're just, you're just going to go with one brand you know, no matter what, because it's been sort of branded and grained into you over a lifetime, right? Like airlines are really good at this. You know, everyone's got that memory of when they're a kid and that their first flight, their trip somewhere. And I remember mine. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's got that built up in their memory bank somewhere. And they've got this positive sort of thought about the airline. By the way, I got to digress. I remember early, I was, I mean, this wasn't my first flight, but I was like 10 years old and I was going to summer camp up in Minnesota and I had to take a flight. And, you know, I got a duffel bag packed with, with, you know, all the things you would do at summer camp, you know, swimsuits, t-shirts, but on the plane, I had to wear a coat and tie. My parents made me wear a coat and tie on the airplane. And so all summer long, I'm, I'm, you know, grummy and grimy and whatever. But when it came time to come back home, put on that coat and and it was this bright green sport jacket. Oh my God, it was ugly. But I remember that boy is airline uh, travel and the way we dress hasn't it? I'm not saying good or bad. It's just amazing. You know, we can walk on with flip-flops and a, a t-shirt and shorts and we're accepted. I'm old school. I like to dress up a bit. I like the, I like the service. I like going to the check-in counter and someone greeting me and saying, yeah. where are you off to today? You know, oh, you're off to London. Great. It, how about? I, I like that kind of old school interaction, the old sort of romance of travel, which means, you know, dressing up a little bit means no flip flops. And Well, I got to tell you, when I get on, I may look nice when I get on that long flight, but as soon as we get on, I get comfortable. I will go in the uh, lavatory, uh, if that's what you want to call it, and I will switch into, I've got a, I've got a 15 hour flight coming up in about a week and I'm going to be wearing my very comfortable gym pants and, uh, you know, uh, t-shirt 
probably sleep for most of the flight if I'm lucky. That's what oh, when my client sees me at the other end, though, I'm going to look good because I go back and change. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, well, let's let's uh, let's go into that a little bit more. Uh, you you're a little bit old school on that, but but what are your thoughts on um, you know? I, I I made the comment marketing program versus loyalty. Yeah, I think you let's talk about the marketing versus emotional element for a second because I think this is, is important. You know, research shows that when people are invested in a brand emotionally, right? They they tend to spend more. Funny that. There you go. Open more emails. They tell their friends. They sort of roll with the punches when things go wrong. They're more accepting, you know, when there's delays and things like that on aircraft. And so the question really should be for for customer experience and loyalty folks is, um, you know, how do we get people more invested into the brand, right? And there's, there's two ways. There's a transactional way to get people invested. And so this is where we start thinking about people buying stuff, subscriptions and stuff like that. Because if you're financially invested, you know, you're like, I paid 50 bucks for this thing. I'll show them. I'm going to fly with them, right? I'm going to give them even more money, right? And then there's the uh, the emotional way. How do you, it's the old school, you know, um, you woo the heck out of people, you know, a smile, welcome back, sir, you know, and that 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 emotional part works about 20% of the population, right? Um, most other people uh, are driven by transactional type stuff, financial incentive, right? And so, uh, you know, the question is, how do you get, how do you tap into more of the emotional side of people? Because it's it's cheaper for an airline, right? And to, to give away points and miles, more points and miles to people that fly, right? And so, I mean, you're familiar with the book, The Five Languages of Love, right? Yes. Been around yeah. for a while. Love that book. It, it, it's a fantastic book. So let's think about these five languages and then let's put it in the context of customer loyalty, Right, and to see how do we treat people in a way where they associate how the airline is treating them in their subconscious mind with love, right, and feelings of love, and that's how people can get emotionally, you know, bind to the airline, right? So, let's go through a couple of examples here. So, um, for those playing along at home that don't remember these five languages, um, there's the words of affirmation, there's quality time, there's like gifts, receiving gifts. Uh, acts of service and uh, like touch, like physical touch, right? So let's we have to let's, be careful with that last one. <laughs> let's get to that last. So let's, <laughs> the, words of affirmation, for example, right? So if if there's someone, this is how they interpret love, and this is how you want yeah them to feel about the airline, right? You want them emotionally invested into it, right? And so it's as simple as you know, welcome back. You're one of our most important customers. Right, it's as simple as that because the way they interpret that that sentence is you're kind of boosting their ego, right? You're saying something really nice to them, and therefore they interpret that the right way. Boom, you know that sets them on that path. Uh, another one is quality time, and this is, I, you know, we've all had this where the cabin crew or someone from the airline they they come, they stand next, they sit next to you, and they they just have a little conversation with you. You know, oh, you're going to Miami today. How long are you there for? Oh, you're visiting your parents. Oh, that's lovely. You know, when did you see them last? It's it's just this 60-second conversation about their life that is genuine, right? And then after that conversation, these people think, well, that was nice, unexpected. It's not every time the cavern crew come along and have a little conversation with me. That was that was nice, right? And that that over time, consistently over and over and over, um, starts to build 
um, that that sort of feeling of love, that investment that person has in that brand, because they associate that conversation with the brand, with the airline, with what they're doing at the time, which is probably being an airplane, right? And by the way, uh, and- that that airline flight attendant that had that conversation represents all other flight attendants on that airline because when the passenger eventually talks about this to their friends, they go, "They are so friendly," and it wasn't a they; it was a he or a she. Exactly, and they go tell their friends, and suddenly yeah. it's you know it's you know it sort of spawns out from there, um, and you know that one interaction with that one cabin crew is that's how the other twenty thousand cabin crew right, operate, right? right? <laughs> so it's it, it it's very very powerful in that sense. Um, let's get to the touch one, which is your favorite. Um, this is as simple as no, I check. didn't say my favorite. I said that's the one we need to. <laughs> You know, this, a touch this on is, a shoulder or a shaking of the hand. It's a, yeah. Exactly. It's a shake of the hand. It's a gentle tap on the shoulder, you know, saying goodbye. Thank you for flying. Great to see you again. You know, oh, I love your jacket today. It's it's these, there's, there's small moments. It's three seconds, right, of time, but it's it's done in a genuine way, right? And so um, in, I, if, in some ways, you know, these five languages of love translate into the customer experience loyalty sense is a bit of a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a revenue hack really because if you can manufacture people's experience in this way or help manufacture it um they start to spend more they start to open the emails more they start to tell their friends good things that if something goes wrong they're they're more forgiving which is a big thing in the airline business right if you got a delay or you lose your bag or something the last thing you want is someone going on facebook or instagram when it did a this damn airline, you know, exactly. Whereas, you know, Hey, I was on this flight today and this happened. Right. And suddenly it's this great experience. And, you know, if you look at all the things on social media, people like the good things more than the bad things. No doubt. Right? By the way, I remember getting off an airplane and getting a text immediately saying, we're really sorry. Your, your luggage is not on. It will not be in the baggage. I can't remember the exact message. And, and, but they told me then it will be on the next flight. They're going to take it to my hotel. Please give them the, and I thought to myself, this is the best lost baggage experience I've ever had. And I was so happy to tell everybody about it. That's awesome. It's a, it's a, it's a lot to say about, you know, getting things wrong, like losing your back. And then the way that they handle that, the way they kind of make up for it in your mind. And like, it didn't really cost them anything. They just sent you a text, right? Uh, whereas some airlines like they throw miles at you and say, "Oh, sorry, you know, is, yeah. you know, they they think that that's a bandaid." By the way, and I know we're, you talk about the the love languages and all that. I'm holding in my hand. Nobody can see this because uh, we're audio based. But I'm going to turn it around and and I want you to can you see what that is? That is wow. a thank you card from American Airlines. Okay, this card. And I asked the flight attendant, it says, welcome, we value you as you know a, a passenger or a customer. Thank you for flying with us. Have a wonderful day, Kelly and your DFW Dallas-Fort Worth crew from American Airlines. This was on every seat of the plane. I said, do you do this on every flight? Only when I have time to do it. But think about the connection that she made with those. And I don't think the flight wasn't totally sold out. So, I mean, it was easy for her to, uh, the first class cabin, everybody got one and then sporadically throughout the cabin, the other people. Uh, but I thought, what a cool touch. This is somebody I want working for me. People listening can't see the card, but 
I saw, I saw that the handwriting is very beautiful. Like it, right. this is yeah, handwritten. It's a handwritten it's really, it's note. It's hand. Yeah. And if this, if we're talking fifty of these things, like my hand's going to get sore after two. <laughs> so, <laughs> on on mass, these that's hard to do. But um, I was impressed. I was so impressed. So I know we're running out of time. Um, and, and about now, I'm going to ask you the final thing. And maybe it's something that's tied to the five languages, or maybe it's something extra. But is there one last nugget of information you'd like to share with us related to loyalty? There's one thing I've learned in the airline loyalty time I've been in this business. And that is, I've had the most value from being a customer of the airline. So that's obviously I've worked for airlines and I work in the industry, but actually being a customer. So that's having status on airlines. That's flying 50, 100 sectors a year. That's actually experiencing the product, being in that middle seat next to two screaming babies on a Friday night, trying to get home. You know, you're tired. Everything's going wrong. It's going through these motions, I think is, is fantastic training for learning how to improve the customer experience and the loyalty experience. Because if you can if you can nail these not so great situations for people, if you can make them a little bit better and brighten their day, bring a little bit of joy to their life, then the rest is it's all down. It's all easy from there. So um, I'm a big believer in being a customer of your own product. Yeah. So when you're a customer and you're truly a customer, you learn the good, you learn the bad, and you figure out how to make it all that much better. Uh, just to kind of wrap this up, uh, I've been writing a lot about recently something I wrote about way back in the 1980s, and that is companies that actually force their executives to go onto the front line and become customers or become uh, call center agents <laughs> or go out with a salesperson and just sit there and shadow them so that they could see what's happening in real life on the front line, what's really going on. And not enough companies are doing that. I think it's super critical. I think every company should be doing that. In fact, in fact just... Not just a not just a taste. I think they should be living and breathing it. All yeah, the time. yeah. Recently, uh, and I wrote about this as well. Uh, the new Starbucks CEO here in the U.S. has decided that every month he's going to take a shift as a barista uh, on the front line to figure out what employees and customers are experiencing. I think that is so cool. So, anyway. This has been a great conversation, Mark. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You're awesome. Uh, you're awesome, Chef. This has been fantastic. Well, thank you. And I hope that we get to continue this conversation down the road. Well, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode and another interview. And we will be back next week. And I promise you with another interesting, fun-filled, fact-filled, informative interview. So until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.